Welcome to the ASHP official podcast, your guide to issues related to medication use, public health, and the profession of pharmacy. Thanks for joining us for the Pharmacy Leadership Podcast. Our discussion for this podcast series focuses on leadership topics within pharmacy practice, including the business of pharmacy, development of leadership skills, career transitions, and many more. As I said, welcome to this ASHP Pharmacy Leadership Podcast, the podcast where we sit down with leaders in the world of pharmacy to discuss their experiences. My name is Sarah White. I'm a retired director of pharmacy, and today we will be chatting with Susan Teal Boyer, who is a senior consultant, ASHP Consulting, and Bruce Scott, who is a retired healthcare executive and pharmacist with Envision Pharmacies about our latest book in the ASHP Letters series. It's Letters from Leaders in Pharmacy, Advice from Pharmacy Leadership Academy graduates, faculty, and mentors, and sage advice and compelling leadership journeys shared within these pages. Thank you again for joining us today. Since these letters come from colleagues who are graduates, faculty, or mentors for the PLA, the Pharmacy Leadership Academy, Let's start with providing a description of the PLA to our listeners. Susan, I'll start with you. What is the PLA? Sarah, the PLA is the Pharmacy Leadership Academy. That's an online year-long program with a comprehensive curriculum designed to enhance the leadership skills of the pharmacy workforce, including pharmacy residents and technicians. ASHP's PLA is recognized globally as a unique leadership development opportunity. Since the inception of the PLA, we've graduated more than 850 alumni leaders, and 200 of the alumni have used their program course credits to complete a master's degree at an affiliated university. A neat perk of the PLA is once you complete the program and receive your certificate, you can then use the designation of diplomat with the letters DPLA after your name. Thank you, Susan. Great description. You are a primary faculty for one of the seven courses of PLA. So tell us about your course and the faculty that assist you. The PLA course that I lead is called Leading the Pharmacy Enterprise, Building the Business of Pharmacy. And it's taught by four faculty, including myself. First, Tricia Killingsworth is National Director, Pharmacy Integration for Ascension Health. Lisa Gersma is Director of Pharmacy, United Hospital, Alina Healthcare, and Mike Powell is Senior Consultant, Visant. In this course, we focus on leading and supporting all of pharmacy services by defining the pharmacy enterprise, establishing a pharmacy brand, emphasizing the importance of culture and influence, strategic planning, and promoting the business of pharmacy as it relates to clinical and financial initiatives. Each week, the students are asked a question about the content, and they review each other's responses as well. They begin building a network of colleagues in the program. Perfect. Thank you so much. Glad to have you as part of the faculty. Bruce, this is the second letters book you have co-edited with me. Each of these books, I think the sixth one will come out with this letters book, and each one has about 30 letters in it. And the one that you co-edited with me is the Letters to Young Pharmacists. Um, So why don't you talk a little bit about the whole family of letters books and what they are? Well, thanks, Sarah. 
A pleasure to be with you and Susan today. The family of letters books are a great contribution to the literature. I can't tell you the number of people that I know that have personally benefited from the letters books and, well, the whole family, uh, not only just the two that I've had the pleasure of co-editing with you, but the whole family of books. So one, thank you for this endeavor. As you mentioned, the letters books have approximately 30 letters in them. The thing that I really love about them is that the letters are focused on personal experience of the contributors, of the authors of the letters. And as you know, we can learn so much from the experience of others. Each book format is that the contributor will start off with a short bio. So we get to understand a little bit about the contributor about their work history, about what they're doing, their clinical pharmacy specialization. So it's uh, important to get a very brief background on the individuals. And then they have decided to share a learning experience. And that learning experience is shared through a letter of which they tell you the story. And it generally ends with key messages and advice to the reader. And I think that that is so important because what it helps the reader with is identifying with an experience that they may be in today, they may have had, or they anticipate having in the future, and they can learn from others. So I think that's a great contribution. I might mention that the first letters book to young pharmacists came from mid to late career folks. Then the next one is uh, Rising Stars, kind of mid-career, if you will. We have one on resident and then preceptors and women. So that's the family that we talk about. Bruce, what is the role of an editor and how were the contributors selected for this book? The contributors are all volunteers. They are individuals that are volunteering their time and their story and their energy and to write in a letter and share an experience. We try to get people with different backgrounds and experiences to share, also at different stages of their career. We believe that that adds to the richness of the book and also will address a wide variety of readers. So we try to get that different experience and perspective in the book. The role of the editor. I think the role of the editor is helping the writer, the contributor, tell their story in the way that they want to tell their story. So what I find myself doing in working with a writer or a contributor is to first help them get to what's the story that they'd like to tell. Because when, generally when we invite someone, uh, they have multiple stories or experiences that they are willing to share. So we get to the one that they want to share. And sometimes that one might encompass various ideas or aspects of other stories they'd like to tell. Then it's about the structure. How do you want to write about the story? And I generally encourage them to tell the story as personally as they're comfortable with telling the story. And the last, and I I think the key part of this, is making sure that we focus on the key messages and the advice you'd want a reader to take away from the story. And I think once we get there, once we get to the story, we structure it and we focus on those key messages or advice, in my experience, we've got a pretty good letter and generally the contributors are very happy with it. Excellent description. 
I might just add that we try to help the folks focus by limiting to 2,000 words. So this isn't a big, long, drawn-out uh, letter. And the personal stories are, are the real value, I think, as well. Okay, great. Susan, let's turn to your letter and briefly summarize your career journey and what are the topics that your letter focuses on. Well, thanks, Sarah. My letter in this leadership book describes my pharmacy career and journey, starting with after graduating from the University of Washington. I began as a clinical staff pharmacist in an academic medical center at the University of Washington, and I worked there a few years and finally decided I wanted to gain some leadership skills so that I could move up into management. I made a decision after a few years to go back to do a combined two-year residency and master's program at Ohio State University. After the program, most of my career has been spent as director and VP, vice president of pharmacy in a five-hospital community health system in the Pacific Northwest in Tacoma, Washington. I've also served as a member of the Washington State Board of Pharmacy and then eventually became executive director of the board. The last few years of my career, I've moved into a pharmacy consulting role and as primary faculty for the PLA. Okay, let's talk a little bit more about the Board of Pharmacy. Does one get elected to a Board of Pharmacy or how does one end up on the Board of Pharmacy? I was interested in participating with the board, thinking that maybe I could contribute to the profession in in the state. And so I wrote a letter to the governor who appoints the members of the board. I wrote a letter to the governor, and I also asked my state legislator for my district to write a letter on my behalf. I just reached out to that person, and they were kind enough to write a letter So I was appointed to the board, and I do think that being in hospital practice helped because most of the board members are in community retail practice. So that uh, broadens the the board a little bit. And that's a pretty typical process of how boards of pharmacy function. And so it's a matter of getting involved in the political process and utilizing it for us. So great career journey. What are the topics that your letter focuses on? Really, the letter focuses on resilience, talking about resilience, talking about managing your boss, managing up, if you will. And I also talk a little bit about the various steps along the way and how I kind of grew into the leadership role that I had or have had several, actually. And one of the things I want to point out is that the PLA, having been on faculty there, has been a wonderful program for emerging leaders and um, provides tools and a network for your journey in leadership. So that has been a highlight for me as well in the last few years. I think the thing I would say is that each of us has a personal journey and it's not been a smooth road necessarily. There have been ups and downs, but we learn from each of those. Thank you. I might just add in so we don't forget that the PLA is in the SHP Foundation. So you need to go to the Foundation website and across the top, you'll find leadership development and you can get more information. In fact, we're right now recruiting for the next class that will start in July. Anything else you want to say about your letter, Susan? I think that pretty much sums it up, Sarah. Perfect. Bruce? Well, after graduation, like Susan, I worked for a few years before deciding to go back for a master's degree. 
I unfortunately did not go to the Ohio State master's <laughs> program, as my distinguished colleagues said. I did my master's degree at the University of Kansas. And quite honestly, Sarah, when I went to the master's program, I thought that I was going to end up with a career as a clinician, clinical faculty or a clinician in a, a, a practice setting, and really focused there doing my residency program. After graduating from the master's and residency program, I found that I very much enjoyed working with staff and others and ended up in leadership roles in hospital the pharmacy departments. So the first uh, 20 plus years of my career, I spent in hospitals and health systems and in various roles. Of course, starting off as an assistant director at the University of Kansas, moving to uh, the community of St. Paul, Minneapolis, Minnesota, and uh, worked as a director of pharmacy at uh, United Hospital and worked during a time that our health systems there were consolidating into health, uh, our hospitals were consolidating into health systems and went into hospital administration for uh, about 10 years and various roles in hospital administration, including your uh, I would say kind of a traditional role of uh, a VP of operations at a hospital responsible for multiple services before I ended up in a role that I was responsible for the entire supply chain of a large health, health system there. And those roles were all in, intriguing to me, and I learned a lot from all of them. But at one point in my career, I decided that I just wanted to learn a different environment. And ended up accepting a role for uh, McKesson uh, Medication Management, which was a small company in the Twin Cities owned by McKesson. And worked there for about four years. And started my education of life outside or health-related businesses outside of the health system. That was very intriguing to me. Intriguing to me in terms of skills that I'd learned in a hospital. Some were transferable, but gosh, there was a lot more to learn. And in, enjoyed that role. After that role, I ended up practicing for the last phase of my career in pharmacy benefit management companies, two specifically, one very large, which was Medical Health Solution, and another that was more mid-size. Learned a ton there, had exposure to stakeholders in healthcare that I had not been exposed to, specifically a number of payers, including a number of employers that are payers and were clients of PBMs. And that, I would say, just enriched my knowledge and learnings of the healthcare system. And I'm recently retired. So I'm uh, having, op having opportunities to contribute in a different way, which I'm very much enjoying. And Bruce, those last two companies, you were president, right, or CEO? I was senior vice president for professional services for Medco. Then I also, while I was at Medco, moved from that role to president of a company that was owned by Medco and uh, eventually ended up president of a operations in their specialty division. Their specialty division was divided into several groups, and I was president of the infusion services for Acredo Health, which was uh, there. And in my last role, I was president of all pharmacy operations for Envision Health. So certainly president titles. Likewise, let's turn to your letter. Why don't you briefly describe your career journey? Okay. It's been a little unique. 
<laughs> of course, we all well, say that. <laughs> yes, I, I agree. We, we, we all have unique journeys, and mine certainly has been an adventure. Sure, and the buck stops with you. <laughs> Let, let's move on to what topic your letter focuses on. You know, my, my letter focused on questions that I've been asked several times and in different ways by various colleagues. And they were always seemed to focus on leadership outside the hospital and health system environment and in businesses that were related to healthcare. And oftentimes, Sarah, the question came back to, are my leadership skills transferable outside the hospital and health system world? And so I tried to tackle that question. In my letter, you will see that to that question, my answer is yes. There are leadership skills that leaders within hospital and pharmacy organizations and hospitals and health systems have that are certainly transferable. And I also try to have the reader understand that just like in the hospital and health system world, as we grow up in that world, we understand the roles and responsibilities of others that are in our environment. We understand the business we're in. And for example, one of those business needs, if you're a leader in hospitals and health systems, is to control your costs, control your spend, for example, the drug budget. And I try to understand that, I help them understand that as you move to a different environment, there are learnings that you will have to gain in those environments as well. And for me, for example, you know, financially, I thoroughly understood how to manage a drug budget. Now, what I didn't have experience in is financially, how do you grow a company? And in my first role, I had to learn that and was challenged to do that. Also, I use the example of uh, in my roles in hospitals and health systems, I really didn't understand or very much value the sales teams. I didn't have a sales team in that organization. But once you get into uh, the businesses related to healthcare, you start to value and understand those people that can influence the decision of others and the techniques of a, a sales team and how invaluable a sales team is in getting your message out to the market. Marketing was something else. You know, I always said that, gosh, if I knew then when I was a director of pharmacy, how important marketing your message was, I would have been a much better pharmacy director. So I try to give examples of things that you will learn to both value and how important other skills are in the success of your company and organization that you might not have had the opportunity to work with in hospitals and health systems. But as I said, the answer to the question, are my leadership skills transferable? Yes, absolutely. We've developed leadership skills that are transferable, but there's a lot more that you'll probably have to learn to be successful in key leadership positions in other businesses. Great, thank you, Bruce. And conclusion then, each of you, in one sentence, what's some advice that you want to leave our podcast listeners with? And we'll start with you, Susan. My advice would be to say that trust is the defining characteristic of the very best workplaces. And to build trust with your employees by listening, staying curious, being honest, and keeping confidentiality. Excellent. Bruce? Well, Sarah, as you know, 
mentorship has always been very important to me. And I credit mentorship with uh, any success that I've had. And I'm proud to call you a mentor and thanks for, for all that you've helped me with. My advice is be open and actually seek mentorship. Seek people in your life and in your world that will tell you the truth, uh, whether you want to hear it or not, and give you some real honest feedback and direction and be there to honestly answer questions that you might have and provide direction. Mentorship, I think, is super important. Excellent. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have today. I want to thank Susan and Bruce for joining us to discuss the Leadership Letters book. Join us here on Tuesdays where we'll be talking with ASHP members about leadership topics within pharmacy practice. That concludes our comments. Thank you for listening to ASHP Official, the voice of pharmacists advancing healthcare. Be sure to visit ashp.org forward slash podcast to discover more great episodes, access show notes, and download the episode transcript. If you loved the episode and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe, rate, or leave a review. Join us next time on ASHP Official.